Hey everyone, Anise Kizilbash here from Mindful Sales Training. Have we got a treat for you today? How would you like to get people from no to yes without selling to them? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's possible in six simple steps. And here's how. I caught up with Michael Pantalon, who over the past two decades works as a psychologist, a motivation and addiction expert, a research scientist at Yale, executive coach, consultant and trainer, and author of business bestseller, Instant Influence. In the following interview, Michael will reveal his Instant Influence method, where you will learn how you can become a Jedi Master of Influence. So let's head on over to the interview now. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well, Anise. And yourself? I'm very well. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this. Thanks for having me. excited to share with our readers your instant influence process, which is you can, in six steps, you can get people from no to yes. So first of all, can you explain why does this six-step instant influence questioning process work? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, it's, it's almost magical. I mean, I've done it so many times, and I still can't believe something so simple works so well. But it is that one three-letter word of why. And the six questions really try to get at somebody to think about their purpose for doing something they've had trouble doing. So once we get down to purpose, uh, to what motivates someone, their why, if you will, it, it almost seems that the obstacles and the barriers melt away because the purpose is greater than the challenge. That's, that's what I think. Fantastic, fantastic. And, and quickly, um, Michael, can you briefly explain this six-step process, how it works? Sure, sure. So we're getting at what I call the, the positive why, because that's what makes people change when they start thinking about the positive reasons why they might want to do something. So we have six questions to move someone from a place of resistance or ambivalence to really getting at their positive why. We have six questions. The first one is, why might you change? And in place of the word change, you, you put in the, the, the actual change that the person is telling you they'd like to make. Or if you're a manager, boss, a spouse, parent, put in the change you would like to see made. Now, you know, you be up and up about it and you say, this is what I'd like you to do, but I'm not going to pressure you anymore. I'd like to ask you, why might you decide to do it? What's in it for you, in other words? Questions two and three go together. Number two is, on a scale of one to ten, how ready are you to make this change? One means not at all, ten means totally. Make sure you get the numbers right. And you ask someone to tell you where they fall. Most people, even if they seem resistant to your idea, will tell you something greater than a one, which means that they have some motivation to do it. Now we want to find out what that motivation is by asking question three, which is, why didn't you pick a lower number? Yes, a lower number. It sounds counterintuitive, but when you ask someone why they don't have less motivation, that double negative turns into what, Denise? A positive, mm-hmm. just like in our language, right? Um, so don't, this is the one that uh, you, you need to remember because it's counterintuitive, but you know, try it both ways. Ask somebody why they aren't more motivated. You'll see what you get. <laughs> They'll give you exp- explanations, right? What will they say? Exactly. No way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Ask someone why they're not less motivated, why they didn't pick a lower number, and they will come at you with motivation, 
maybe with some surprise at first, and, and you can tell them, yes, that's what I asked. That's a different question, but I'm learning a different way of motivating myself, and perhaps you. The fourth question is, imagine you have changed. Try to get the person mindfully into a possible future, and then have them tell you what are the important positive outcomes that might come from that. And even if they say, no, I haven't decided I'm going to do it, you say, I'm just asking you to pretend for a second. Imagine it's done. You've done it. What good has occurred? Question five is to be asked repeatedly three to five times. And you ask them why those positive outcomes that you got in question four are important for them. So, for example, um, imagine you've been exercising regularly now for, for a couple of months. What are the good what, what are the good outcomes? And the person says, well, I have more energy, I feel better, I'm sleeping better. Take one of those outcomes and plug it into the formula for question five. Why is it important for you to sleep more? Well, I get better rest. Well, why is it important for you to get better rest? Well, because then I'm less cranky around the house. Well, why is it important for you to be less cranky? Well, because I've been really, you know, taking out my frustrations on my kids and my wife, and it's, it, it will affect our relationship. And... That's not who I want to uh, talk to like that. So, you see, as you keep asking question five, you get to deeper and more personal motives. That's what really makes this stick. And question six is not exactly a why question, but a question that bridges us from the whys towards action. And question six is, given what we've just talked about, what might be the next step, if any? Mm-hmm. And the reason we add the phrase, if any, is so that the person doesn't feel sort of railroaded into something as if they have to change. There may be a next step, there may not be. Mm-hmm. Those are the six questions. Fantastic, fantastic. And in your book, Michael, you mentioned the importance of autonomy for the person mm-hmm. being influenced. Why is it important? Well, because people who are not doing what they either feel like they need to do or want to do are already putting pressure on themselves. They don't need more pressure, even from a boss. Let's say, you know, you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a business and you're pitching people all the time at social events, at formal events. You may not even realize it. And people see you coming a mile away, just like they see me coming a mile away, you know, when I'm wearing my uh, psychologist hat. They know that I'm going to be trying to motivate them to change. Let's take our foot off the gas for a second, relax people by telling them that it's up to them, that they have autonomy, freedom of choice, and that they're in the driver's seat. So by explicitly saying, just because we're talking about my startup, my product, or what I'd like you to change, doesn't mean you have to. And you need to say it genuinely, with authenticity. And it works for you, so don't worry, it's not like you're saying, oh, don't give me money, please, run away and don't fund my, my startup. You're giving the person uh, a way to relax and then listen more carefully to what you're going to say afterwards. So it's a win-win to stress autonomy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, great. And you also express the importance of reflecting back their motivation. Why is it important part of the process? And what happens if they oh. don't do this? Right, excellent question. So reflection is as important a part of any of these. And the way I think about this generally is I I get the process ready to go by stressing someone's autonomy. That's how I prepare for doing instant influence. Then I'll do the six questions. But if I don't do something with those answers, 
to reinforce the good motivation that you're getting from those questions, then I may not get as far as I'd like. So if somebody, if you get somebody to tell you why they might be motivated to do what you're talking about, like invest in your business, have a meeting, uh, change their schedule, or if it's a, a colleague to work on a special project a little differently than they had started, uh, then you will not get as far. So when somebody answers why they're not less ready to change, and let's say they, like I said, because I'll get better rest, the interviewer, the person doing infant influence should say, so I, hold on a second, what I'm hearing is, is if you exercise more, you'll get better rest. It's as simple as that. Reflect it back. Mm-hmm. It reinforces it and further grows their motivation. If you don't do it, I mean, the questions may, may take you a certain distance, but this supercharges the effects of it. And I, I don't think that we would have been able to get the effects in our studies or that I get in business and in therapy uh, without all the reflections. So do practice that part. Okay. And you also say in your book, Instant Influence, when you get someone to tell you why they want to act, mm-hmm. action is almost sure to follow. It's, this bounces off the previous question, but why is this so, and how do you come, did you come to realize this? Well, it, you know, there's been no scientific study set up in, in a sophisticated enough way to answer that definitively. But here's what I think. After doing the science and clinical work and doing this work as an executive coach, a recovery coach for over 20 years, I think that people, once they're willing to just say out loud, here's something they'd like to do, but they haven't been able to, they are on the precipice of change already. That's taken a lot of courage. And I think a lot more people might have naturally changed had we not taken the just-do-it approach or the confrontational approach. We, we kind of pull them back and say, don't do it paradoxically by doing that. So I think to simply ask why does two very powerful things. It evokes their purpose, a purpose that might have been uh, subconscious prior to that, because everybody's focused on how I'm going to change, and what I'm going to change, and where and with whom. They're so preoccupied with how that they forget about the why. So that's purpose trumps everything, I think. So that's one thing that it does. And the second thing, when you say to somebody, why would you like to do that? you are moving away from saying, yeah, you should, go ahead, here's how I did it, oh, I'll help you, let's go now, or, you know, I'll meet you and we'll do it together. If you take the pressure off that the person's probably already put on themselves, it makes it that much easier. Carl Rogers, a a psychologist from many decades ago, said it, Uh, quite simply, he said, if you accept where people are right now and simply mindfully sit with that, that change will naturally happen. We're just trying to nudge that along by moving towards purpose more so than plan. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And final question is, what are the common mistakes people make when using the instant influence Mm -hmm. approach and how can you avoid it? Okay, so people get very excited when they hear instant influence. And, uh, you know, I, they, they think everything's going to happen all at once. Well, you can affect virtually any change in anyone instantly, but we're talking about the motivation. The behaviors that follow will take a little time. So don't pressure people. Even, even though this works very dramatically, 
you don't have to add any pressure to it or emphasis or excitement. You, you shouldn't be more excited about another person's change than they are. So go at it mindfully, slowly, with acceptance. Second, so pe- people rush it. Yeah, the, the approach is fast enough. You don't have to rush it. The second is people very routinely ask, what would it take to get you to a higher number? Or why aren't you a higher number? They mess up question three. It is one of the most critical questions. So practice, practice ahead of time. Ask people why they are not less ready, why they didn't pick a lower number. The only time you ask what would it take uh, to go a little higher is if somebody gives you a one. So I, I didn't mention before what to do with a one. This is a good time. If somebody says one, I'm not motivated at all, then you either change the behavior that you're doing the instant influence around, or you say, what would it take for that one to simply turn into a two? Just a two. And then usually, nine times out of ten, they'll tell you something else that they need to be motivated to do before they do that action. And then you you just plug that behavior into the six-question formula. Mm -hmm. And third is people get excited at the end of the process also, and they can muck it up. Okay, so if somebody is doing instant influence and it's going well and they're saying, as as they often do to me, I can't believe it, this is really working so fast and this person's never expressed any interest in doing this. They get excited and at the end they'll say, so when are you going to do it? Or, okay, so you better do it or I'll be waiting, I'll be watching. They leave uh, the autonomy bit behind and they start pressuring again because they've gotten so excited. So at the end game is critical. At the end you say, so what might be the next step, if any? Emphasis added here to reinforce that it's their deal. It's still up to them and you can mess up the motivation you generated if, if you seem too eager at the end. That's fantastic. And so in, from okay. a sales perspective, no hard closing required. You get them to say yes and why. <laughs> Right. It's powerful. Right. It's powerful. And, and sometimes, yeah, it is. Sometimes leaving it open-ended makes people remember you better. You know, y- you will go farther if you don't look at uh, every interaction as needing a close. I learned that the hard way, but my approach made me realize that what's critical here is to have people not only remember you, but remember why they're remembering you. If you can accomplish that in every uh, pitch, in every business meeting, in every sales encounter, uh, paradoxically, you'll generate more uh, interest because the person will walk away, whether consciously or not, thinking, that person didn't try to close me. Hmm. You know, everybody thinks uh, we don't, nobody likes to be sold. Well, no, we like to hear new things. We like to hear how things would be helpful for us. We don't like to be closed every single time. Leave it a little open, generate that motivation, let it percolate, come back to them uh, another time. And because this process works, you will have generated a substantial and different kind of motivated interest, and it'll go a lot easier than if you force it. Indeed. As Maya Angelou once said, people don't remember what you said, they remember how you made them feel. That's right. (laughs) Right. Good. I mean... uh, there's one entrepreneur I just, uh, who I, I taught this approach because I do coaching, motivational coaching all the time. Mm-hmm. And rather than pitching people, he now teaches them this strategy, uh, you know, questions two and three on how 
they might pitch somebody or motivate somebody to change, and that makes them feel excited and motivated, and they remember them that way. So that association is a great one. That's fantastic. So you're adding value to yes. your clients by teaching them this. <laughs> yes. Brilliant, yep. brilliant. Good. Well, thanks Thank so much. Yes, thank you, Anise, for uh, mentioning my book. It's an influence. Uh, that's where all of this comes from. But I also want to let your folks know that uh, I'm a coach, as you are, and I help people motivate themselves, their teams, or people that they're pitching. So I do motivational coaching, and you can learn about that at michaelpantalon.com. And I also train people to become coaches themselves. You can find out about that at michaelpantalon.com or Center for Progressive Recovery. If you're interested more in recovery coaching, which I do as well. So that's a little bit about me. Thank you, Anise, for having me. This was a lot of fun. This is great. Excellent. Hey, it's Anise again. Did you enjoy the interview? I've used Instant Influence and it works. It's remarkably powerful. So please explore the links below how you can find out more about Michael's coaching and tell me what you think. Do you have any more questions about the method? And are you going to give it a go? Please write in the comments below. So thanks again for listening and have a powerful day.